Hello, and welcome to the Real Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer McKee. I'm so excited to have you join me each week as we explore a variety of topics around life in the greater Palm Springs area. From real estate market updates to lifestyle topics, interesting people, food and entertainment, we keep it authentic and fun. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and follow Jennifer McKee Realtor on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up to date on everything happening in the Coachella Valley. Also, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and like and leave a review for this show. I really appreciate it. And now, without further ado, let's go to this week's show. Hey, and thanks for joining us today on the podcast. We have a great show for you. Um, First, welcome again, my guest co-host, Ryan, my husband. Hey, hey. Here we go again. Here we go. And the show is so, it's great. I interview... um, a singer, songwriter, entertainer in the Palm Springs area. His name is Chris Lamelli. His story is—it's uh, just awesome. It's very heartwarming. He's come up, come up with a way to continue to perform and use his music to really bring joy to a lot of people. And it's such a great story that it's even been picked up by local and national news. So you want to stay tuned for this. And then after that, I have an, a market update: real estate market update for you and it's actually very interesting um not only for nerds like me who find real estate market updates interesting but it actually is valuable information that you're not going to want to miss so how was real quick uh, mother's day yesterday? mother's day you know i think it might have been my favorite mother's day ever which is saying a lot i had a great time all five of my kids were here because they couldn't be anywhere else my oldest son We'll be going to the Navy soon, so I just love having, you know, mom loves having all of her little, you know, chicks in the nest still, and um, we relaxed, and you took great care of me. I was very spoiled, felt very loved, and very thankful, so it was a good day. Can we do it again today, tomorrow? (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to give you plenty of time for Father's Day. (laughs) You've set the bar high. We just, um, Ryan asked me what I wanted, and... I really just wanted to lounge by the pool and spend a lot of time with my family and kids and have fun and eat some good food. And I didn't want to cook or clean. And we did all of the above. I didn't have to cook or clean. And you cooked some great food. And we just had a lot of good, a lot of fun, played games, relaxed. So yeah, it was a good day. It was, it was a good very day. relaxing. And hope you guys had a great Mother's Day, too. Yes. So, well, uh, do you want to head to the interview? Let's head to the interview. All right. Hi, thank you so much for um, agreeing to do this with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I mean, it's, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I, um, I guess we're, we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> and yes, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people that I've actually never met in person. But, you know, when you have like 600 mutual friends or three, whatever it is, you're right. like, well, maybe I should, you know, click add. Um, and so <laughs> I saw your a little bit of your what was happening early on and as an entrepreneur and um i've been an, a musician for years too um i just thought what you were doing was super creative but i didn't you know it i thought it was really cool and then you know go on with everyone's in quarantine living life and then uh when we were ryan and i were talking about some stories i told him about yours and we were like man that'd be good for the podcast <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. How long have you, let's start at the beginning. How long have you lived in the desert? Are you from here originally? 
Um, I was born in Vegas at the, and then by the age of two, I came out here to the desert. Oh, wow. So you've been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. So Pretty how much long, a native, I guess. Have you been performing your whole life? No, believe it or not. Um, I didn't get my feet wet until my senior year of high school. And oh. then, yeah. And then I just kept up with the school and then I just got busy with work and then it, there was nothing there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Doing like karaoke and stuff like that. And I was winning a couple, I, I won a couple uh, little karaoke contests and, you know, people just kept begging me on to, you know, do something with it. But I, I just didn't know where to start. So, but I figured it out. Uh, about six years ago, I got my first show um, at the Hyatt Palm Springs, um, uh, downtown Palm Springs Thursdays mm-hmm. uh, during the street fair. I was, I was doing oh, that wow. for quite a while. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I really broke out of my shell. I really got comfortable. I just didn't know my skill. I didn't know anything about right. anything. So I just, I, I threw myself actually just into the wild. Um, and fortunately I, you know, I picked up a lot of stuff on the way and um, here we are. Now, did you have, when you were doing that, did you have uh, another job? Was this just a side thing you were doing on Thursday nights? Yeah, for a good while. Um, I would say about a, a solid year. I was doing two jobs. So I was doing, um, I quickly like shot up to like three gigs a week and then it went to four and then I started involving private events and then we were, you know, it was just, um, it just got to be this, this decision. I mean, it was easy for anyone to say, well, I'm just going to pursue music. Right. But I come from like a hardworking, like family background. Uh, we would just grind all day at the restaurant. I mean, my, you know, my, my parents own a restaurant in, in Cathedral City. So I grew oh, okay. up into that, into that industry. And, you want to give uh, that restaurant a shout out? Which restaurant is it? <laughs> yeah. Boys Hamburgers, uh, oh, Cathedral okay. City. Very yeah, cool. I'm not, you familiar uh, with that place? I've heard of it, but I've never eaten there. I'm, now I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's such a mom-pop feel. Uh, it's, it's like unique tasting burgers, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day. Awesome. And they're open right now during this whole pandemic. <laughs> so everyone out there in podcast land, please call. If you're local, please call and get some takeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you, so when you started going full-time, you're full-time now as a musician, correct? I mean, aside from this pandemic, yeah, I was <laughs> definitely full-time. Um, obviously, I had to figure some stuff out, and it worked out pretty well, but um, I definitely want to get back to work. You know, I was doing four or five days a week, uh, sometimes, you know, 17 days straight through, just, wow. you know, doing uh, public and private uh, events, weddings, you know, it kind of went a little commercial with doing corporate events, and um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like this one-man band show, uh, show where you get uh, live like a live singer and a DJ to kind of sustain you know longer hours like you know past two hours and you know usually like the standard commercial gig is like two to four hours and, right you know yeah but weddings are like all day so yeah. like I had to figure something out you know something to offer like the for, for like a, a whole package kind of thing like yeah so they're getting a lot for their money for sure because <laughs> you're because you're not having to have a, have a whole band or anything right? It's you and your DJ equipment. Is that how you have the setup? For the most part, I've had a couple clients, you know, reach out as far as like a, a band goes. And I, I get together some friends that um, right. are used to playing, you know, with tracks um, as a bass. Um, so we would just, you know, kind of just create the, the image of a, of a live band. Gotcha. And whatnot. Yeah. So now do you, 
do you have a family? Like, are you married with kids or? I'm married and my okay. wife has one kid. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I would say I would say I have two other babies. Uh, they're dogs. <laughs> but our <laughs> so dogs we, are our babies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They know English, so yep. you know, that's that's enough for me. <laughs> so how long have you been married? Been married for over a year now. Um, oh wow, you're still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah, but we've been together <laughs> for six, seven years. I mean, we've known each oh, okay. other for almost a decade. Oh much. goodness. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's um it's a long time coming. Oh, wow. I guess so. And is she a musician? <laughs> she's not actually. Oh, really? Uh, she's, okay. an, she's an escrow. <laughs> oh, okay. I can appreciate that. Yeah. I'm a realtor, so I get nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, she, uh, she manages a few offices uh, from here to like the, um, the West Coast. Um, oh, wow. Like, uh, Orange County, LA area kind of thing. Uh, she just uh, like oversees a lot of like, um, yeah, she's just one of the managers. Okay. Got it. Well, that's good to have someone. I mean, when two people are in the um, the entertainment field during a pandemic, <laughs> that 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 would be awful. <laughs> so when yeah, so when, I know a few people. <laughs> when, when you uh, when this pandemic happened, it seemed like it just came out of nowhere, where our lives stopped, everything shut down. It was just overnight. Life was different. Did you um, immediately start thinking, what can I do? You know. What was your thought process? Um, I was taking everything as it was coming. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't really assess anything until gigs started dropping out. People started uh, backing out of their private events. Um, and then as soon as the stay-at-home order, kind of no gathering kind of stuff, kind of solidified it all. And um, there I was just, uh, you know, no gigs at all. Uh, and then I said, you know, I got to think of something, you know, I see a lot of musicians uh, jumping onto the Zoom, uh, jumping on a Facebook Live and uh, singing to people. And, you know, I just thought, well, financially, I've been fortunately okay up until, you know, <laughs> if I don't have a job by July, okay, you start panicking. Right. But, uh, fortunately, I was able to have some savings to, to kind of um, keep up with this weird time. Um, I thought it meant to myself, you know, I, I, I just came up with this, this corny idea at first. I thought it was corny. I'm like, you know what, why don't I just go to people's houses and sing to them? And I could just, uh, basically, you know, sell it as a free service. Um, you know, and just make it like donation based. Right. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I like pitched it to my wife and she's like, I like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, always like the support beam right, right there. And, uh, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And um, it was kind of like uh, I was scared, but it was exciting. Right. I just didn't know if I should jump into it or not because I didn't know what to expect. Uh, but sure enough, a lot of people uh, hit me back. And the first day I had my wife help me, we did 22 stops the first day. What? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> to, uh, noon to like 8 p.m. So I, I was overflowing with, with emotions just because I – I just wasn't sure what to ex what what was to expect. I, I right. as soon as I saw people in tears and in joy and like laughing, oh my gosh, it was so overwhelming. I'm like, it was kind of an awakening as a musician. I'm like, because I've been doing it it professionally, making money and and looking at it in more of a business aspect, but this really like kind of like 
like glued it all together and it's said, touching people and and usually i yeah. think as musicians and well entertainers in general the bigger the audience the more successful you are but you're really going to one-on-one <laughs> it's Pretty a much. whole different yeah. mindset yeah it, it was a it was a life it was a good process because the, the job I had before my singing was actually um, a truck delivery guy pretty mm-hmm. much. And I was, I was supposed to, my, my responsibility was to route the day. So like I got those skills and I put it into this, I routed my day. And the, I think the second time I did it, I did like uh, 15 stops in a matter of uh, three and a half hours. Oh. So it really efficient. just improved. Yeah. <laughs> so always looking to be like more efficient. So it's been going like that every, every weekend I've been doing Saturdays and Sundays. And then they got, I think, uh, like in the beginning of April, it got a little scary. People were, were really scared. Um, and we weren't allowed to go out and there was this fear of like, am I going to get caught like out there? Right. But then I just, you know, I just thinking realistically, I said, you know, they're not looking for people that they're not looking for anybody to, right. in, in trouble, you know, for, to begin with, especially someone that's trying to make a difference in someone's lives and doing the right thing. You know, I, and you know, this whole, this whole process of how I'm doing it too. It's like, I covered all the grounds. I'm like, okay, I'm breaking a little bit of the law by going out. Right. But I have a mask on it's out in open air. I stay more than 10 feet away from you. Um, and and I make sure like there is zero contact and I like right. basically just communicate with you with the microphone and you stay over there. I stay over here, accept this and let's move on. Right. So now <laughs> the people that you're visiting to sing, they don't know you're coming. Uh, some do, some don't. Um, okay. The more, the more popular ones have been like a surprise. So like a loved one would call for someone else. Okay. And, um, I would go to their house. I would just give them a call 15 minutes ahead saying that they're going to get a quote unquote delivery and you have to be present to receive it, blah, 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 meet me outside. And um, some people are a little standoffish. Others are very welcoming to it. Um, but, you know, it's just how you say it, right? <laughs> right. So are you, so when you, is it still like one of those donation things or are you now, do you have a fee that you charge or how does that work? Yeah, I've I've charged a fee a couple of times just on like specific time and hour. Like okay. I've yeah, I've done like Saturdays and Sundays absolutely free and I just bunch them all up together and um I just give them a an hour window. I've kind of like narrowed it down to that kind of uh, yeah, organization kind of thing. Uh but if it's like during the week and and they want me to stop <laughs> here and there at a certain time because of someone's schedule and stuff like that, well then, you know, like it would just be reasonable. I still don't tell them that it's a fee, but I would just, you know, emphasize the whole donation. Right. Of course. So hopefully people are being generous. <laughs> yes, they have been. Yeah, Good. I've, I've been blessed. Good. For sure. So yeah. do you have maybe one story or one customer who has stood out like where you showed up and they were overcome with emotion or one that just moved you the most or, or a funny one or anything like uh. that? Well, to sum up the, um, I did the Atria retirement communities, uh, to sum that up, it, you know, I, I couldn't finish one song without like choking up a little bit just cause it, it was kind of torture for me to see them too. Um, you know, they, they had, they have their balconies, they have their patios 
but they're outside and they're just like emotionless and all of a sudden just like their eyes turn red and they start crying and you know they say (laughs) thank you they're blowing me kisses Uh, there's just these huge smiles on these people um that aren't able to see anyone wow they're not that they can't even have family members over uh they're completely on lockdown um and so when i did that i mean every single person that i just I know I touched, touched oh, me even more. for sure. So, That's <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then like an individual story, someone requested uh, for someone else, uh, someone requested My Way from Sinatra. And um, I thought it was a weird song request, but, you know, I just went with it because the first, um, the first lyrics are, and now the end is near. And so I faced the final curtain and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's no. kind of dooming. And then the times, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just go with it. I started singing it. The lady, uh, bless her heart, she's just completely emotionless, just staring at me the entire time. Just a stone face. I couldn't, you know, I, I have this thing where like, if you're not reacting to anything, then I just move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm here for this. I'm, I'm going to finish it out. I'm going to, you know, be done with it. And um, I was done with the song. I said, thank you. Have a nice day. Got in my car. And then thought nothing of it. Uh, like a couple hours later, I, I hear back from the person that requested the song, and they basically said that they could not stop crying as soon as I left. Oh. Apparently, that song um, was from her late husband who passed away. Oh, uh, he he would sing that song in like like tirelessly throughout the day, like just this song that he would just always sing to her um, at home. So right. And I heard that I'm like, wow. I mean, you would have never known. I'm <laughs> you... just trying to contain it all. For sure, oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I love those. So you really are. I'm really making a difference in touching people right in their heart, right in the feels. So my question is, that. man, that's the best. How? <laughs> so news has obviously I heard about it, but you've been picked up by different news outlets, right? That have taken your story. Yeah. They, who are those people or, um, and I how mean, they remain anonymous? <laughs> yeah. The, the, the people remain anonymous that, uh, you know, reached, reached out to the news crews, but, um, I think it was KMIR. The last one was uh, KSQ. Okay. And then the desert sun. Wow. Um, Brian from the desert sun, uh, contacted me and, and said he would like to write a story and he interviewed me over the phone and it was like this, uh, very, very, detailed story about what me and what I'm doing on in the desert sun. And I think it's still on the website too. It's under, uh, life. Okay. And they did a follow-up story, uh, where a photographer kind of like followed me with through the Atria retirement communities and stuff like that. And just did like a follow-up story after that. Uh, but that's particular story, uh, reached USA today. That's what I was looking. I just thought, I thought I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, I reached USA Today and um, I heard, I got messages on Facebook from people in Pennsylvania, North Carolina saying thank you for doing a great service. And, you know, I had no idea. Yeah, like it's, I, I just, yeah. I you was just you had this little like, yeah, you just thought you had this little idea and then all of a sudden you, <laughs> yeah. USA Today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it's crazy. Been, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, I got some. A little bit of attention. So we, I think we're maybe seven or eight weeks. It's into the stay-at-home order, right. and you've been uh, doing this the whole time, right? 
uh, since the uh, second week. So okay. Like, towards the end of March, I started it. Yeah. And you're still getting calls? Still. Yeah. Wow. Um, I just basically have, uh, I just request them to like, you know, post a little video or something if they're able to or, or whatnot. Whoever, like a third party is just to catch the reactions and stuff like that. And I That's call them a great me. idea. So, yeah. And they, they, they've been doing that. And uh, I just hear like a word of mouth kind of thing. You're not having to advertise or publicize this. It's kind of organically doing it for you. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully. I mean, that's that's really how this whole thing started to begin with this whole music career. It was just word of mouth, uh, performing, exposing, uh, like the entertainment rather than, you know, putting it out like on a mass marketing basis or anything like that. It was all just, yeah, just word of mouth to begin with. Wow. So is there any one, I mean, what, is there a pop, like the most popular song requested or is it just kind of all over the board? That's that's a good question because um, the the whole entire Coachella Valley is very diverse. Um, Palm Springs um, versus Indian Wells, they like the complete opposite. Kinda, really, kind of like music. Yeah, like I would I would see like I would say uh, Rancho Mirage, Indian Wells, um, all those places really love their Sinatra. They really love mm -hmm. the, the Rat Pack era. Um, I mean, granted, I've sung that in Palm Springs and it's well received but it's beloved out, out in that area. Right. Uh, Palm Springs, I get to dancing. I do more of the poppy stuff, get more energetic with it, dance with people, kind of just engage with them on that basis, on a, on a basis of just having fun. And, you know, over, yeah, it's like it, it, my, um, my repertoire kind of grew from like song requests. And, and you know, it, it, was, it was just a wide range from like Bruno Mars to Frank Sinatra pretty much. So, right. Yeah. Any strange song requests? Like, have you had to, I don't know, if you came to my house, I, because I have identical twin six-year-old girls that are obsessed with Frozen, you would have to sing Disney, right? <laughs> Does there anything that's been like, what? <laughs> I, I, I've been stumped a couple times. Um, I usually can just accommodate the artist and not the specific song. Sometimes right. we get lucky and, you know, I know the song that they're, you know, asking for, but a lot of times, um, I get stumped with a lot of country. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Well, hey, call me country's my jam. I, I used to sing country. So if you ever stumped, give me it. a call. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's the one place I'm lacking right now. Oh, and, and, uh, I would say, I would say like the, the eighties and nineties rock. Okay. That's any actually any type of rock because you require a full band to make it authentic right right <laughs> it's hard for you and your one-man show to yeah. wow so right. okay before we wrap this up one what is something outside on a more personal note outside of music and that whole side of your life what do you do for fun or what are you interested in what tell me a little more about chris lomelli outside of the oh man <laughs> Or is that all you have time for? <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I'm a married man, so there, okay. my priority lies there. Yes. Uh, being a family man at home and uh, completing, making the house a home first, and then mm -hmm. and then worrying about my hobbies later. Um, That's life. My, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, there. Fortunately, the, the hobbies uh, turned into a business, so I get to enjoy myself um, while I'm working. I mean, I'm not even considering it work to be honest, right. um, you know, the stress of putting it together and organizing it 
that's that's the that's the only stress I get. Um, I, I have confidence in uh, my singing abilities because I've done it. I've been doing it for six years, and it took a long time to kind of adjust to my style and get in shape. So getting in shape, being fit, is is really important for me too. So uh, aside from singing and being married, it's it's the whole fitness life of right. you know staying fit and I you know, practice a little bit of, uh, martial arts, like, uh, jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. I, I go to a Very local cool. gym out here, uh, shout out to hurricane Brazilian jujitsu in Cathedral city. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for, uh, for quite a while now. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's really taught me a lot of, a lot of myself just to be a better person overall. For sure. Love martial arts. There was a yeah. day back in the day, uh, when all I have three boys that are all young men now, but um, they were obsessed with uh, wanting to do karate. So our whole family, <laughs> we did yeah. uh, Chinese kempo, I think it was, and I loved it. So cool. anyway, awesome. it, it's awesome. But well, I I want to don't want to take more of your time, but I want to thank you so much for joining oh, us today and letting me pick yeah. your brain and get to know you a little bit and hear your story because I think it's really inspiring. And, you know, there's so many people in this pandemic that want to make a difference, but they don't quite know how or what to do. And you were able to take something that you're really good at and passionate about and use it um, to really touch people. And people need that right now. People need a ray of sunshine. People are stuck in their homes, lonely, a lot of lonely people, depression, people have anxiety and music heals. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate you guys' time as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to mention for you guys a way that you can reach out to Chris or find more about him. You can find him on Facebook or his website, chrislamelli.com, C-H-R-I-S-L-O-M-E-L-I.com. So go check out what he's doing and... Um, like his page on Facebook. And if you're local, hire him to come sing. Yeah, for sure. We got to support each other (laughs) and the arts. I love what he's doing. Okay, so now I want to check in with you all and see how you guys are doing. How many of you have (laughs) finally been able to find toilet paper in the stores? (laughs) I actually was at Costco the other day and they had a huge shipment and there was something in me that wanted to like buy a bunch even though I don't need any. It's amazing what supply and demand does on items. It's crazy. Yeah, I noticed at Winco last night when I or yesterday afternoon when I stopped by. Um, they weren't completely full on the shelves, but they did have more toilet paper back, which was the first time I think in the, the last eight weeks that I've actually seen toilet paper on the shelves, and it not being like you know people going crazy for it. So yeah, it looks like we're starting to get a little bit more. Back to normal? Well, and I still haven't seen hand sanitizer. And it's crazy how early in this, well, even now you can look on Amazon and find price gouging because of supply and demand. And so that is my nice little segue into supply and demand in the real estate market. Um, the pri- I mean, as we all know, the price of any item is determined by supply as well as the market's demand, right? So people are asking me and many other realtors, I'm sure, getting this question and just business people in general, you know, what is, how is this pandemic affecting the market and housing prices? 
Well, the answer to that is just what I said, the price of any items determined on supply. And I study all the data, all the research, all the numbers, and I'll tell you this, supply is low, demand is high. All over the country, we have more buyers than sellers. And so that is effect that is affecting the home prices and the fact that it's keeping them stable. They're not dropping at all. Unless there's a desperate, desperate seller, home prices are solid and stable in most areas. And you've seen that recently with your own clients, definitely. Oh, for sure. So, and because of all the supply demand, the likelihood of home value depreciation is very unlikely. That's what all the experts are saying. That's what I'm seeing. This last week, I had a buyer who we've been looking for a home in the El Paseo area and supply is low. So when one came up, he didn't even really care about the house itself. He cared about the lot, the location, the lot size, and he's going to remodel the home. But the home had multiple offers at and above asking people are shocked by that at this time of year. And so we are what I was able to structure a very solid offer by being creative and making it not only great, you know, with the amount, but we, we released some contingencies early. We shortened the closing time I got on the phone with the the selling eight or the seller's agent and got to know him a bit, got to know the seller's story, figured out what are they really looking for in a buyer, and then formed my offer to be something that they couldn't say no to, even though it may not have been the highest, you know, offer that came in. I know it was it was either close or or above the others. They don't ever tell you the exact number, but we just made it so great in all other areas that they accepted our offer, even though it was a multiple counter offer scenario, and we won. I was so happy for my buyer. I cannot wait to um, for him to close that deal and see what he's going to do to that house and remodel it. Well, I came across. Um, I think it was this morning. I believe yesterday or today. Uh, Sotheby's, the brand president, um, he had was doing something or made a comment somewhere and I saw it, but he said, you know, in times of economic uncertainty, it's more important during those times than ever to have a real estate professional who actually, you know, can uh, navigate the market and work with you that knows what they're doing. And so many people in most, when the market is great and everybody's happy, you've got a lot of people that are in, you know, real estate agents that are kind of playing real estate agent they're part-time you know you get a lot of these sort of semi-retired agents that are out there and they may know what they're doing but they're not probably going to really fight for you they're just kind of dabbling uh when things get really really tough and the market goes crazy and it's stressful and there's lots of buyers and it's you need somebody that's like full-on in it committed knows what they're doing um anyway i thought that was a really interesting statement very true i mean you're seeing it right now during this pandemic where it's all of a sudden like the people who really know what they're doing rise sure. to the top and even my buyer who was a very smart businessman who has owned hundreds of properties he's a builder he's an investor he has many rentals he is a smart man he was asking me okay how do we structure this so that it's lucrative and um and you know how do we make it something that the seller can't turn down 
And so I was able to say, okay, we do this, we do this, we do this. I gave him all these options and, and I told him, okay, if we do this, that's what it means for you. If we do, you know, this other option, this is what it means for you and what it means for them and talk him through the whole scenario so that we could write an offer that he felt comfortable with and that he could perform, you know, his contractual obligations um, and something that the seller would find very lucrative. And it was a win-win, and I'm just so happy. You, and if you're not in the trenches day-to-day in the real estate market as a realtor, you're, you may not know these different things, but we were able to to really, I was able to use my knowledge, and, you know, I, I hustle. I get it done. <laughs> so um, you, there's a lot of realtors in the past that, you know, year couple years where new ways of doing real estate have come out and they're they're scared for their career they're scared for their job you know when talks of amazon getting into the real estate business or when redfin or i think there was purple brick that you know you don't even need a realtor that kind of thing but when we're in times like these this shows you how important it is to have a you know someone on your side that knows the business that knows contracts that knows the market that can fight for you. So wherever you're at, if you're thinking of buying and selling, get a realtor who knows the market, who is hustles and can fight for you to get what you need. So also, I have uh, something else this week happen. I mean, I've had a busy week. My real estate um, business right now is just hopping. So that tells me a lot about what's happening in the market. But I have an amazing pocket listing. It's a, it's going to go live soon on the MLS. We're just getting pictures scheduled and all that. But I went to visit this condo in a very desirable community called Desert Falls. And I have been in condos in there. I have sold homes in there. But there is nothing like this condo that I've ever seen. It is rare. It is one of a kind. A builder came in and renovated this whole thing and his wife has designed it it literally looked like a model home like something i would see in a magazine the views are phenomenal it's just so it's like a unicorn (laughs) it's rare and one of a kind so it's going to be listed under four hundred thousand dollars for this amazing three bedroom two bathroom condo in desert falls in palm desert so stay tuned for that. I'm going to have that live on my website, jennifermckee.com, soon. But if you want more information, I can give you some insider info because it is, it is just amazing. It's going to go fast. So that's my little market update on the real estate market here in the greater Palm Springs area. I appreciate you guys joining me today. I hope you really enjoyed that story with Chris. Don't forget to go check him out online facebook instagram his website all the places and check out my website if you have more questions you know i talk about market updates and things into greater detail in a little facebook live i do called java with jen so check out my facebook page jennifer mckee realtor go like that and you can check that out and um get go in deeper with my discussions on Java with Jen. Love to see you over there. Until next time.